Hello, Charlie Charlie One. This is Granite Zero. And welcome back, troops, to the next episode of the Granite Zero podcast. Welcome back. And as always, it's good to be back. Almost swore again there. My mum, right, has finally listened to an episode. And I got a text saying, lovely episode, keep going, but try and cut out the language. Uh, I'm 32, mum. (laughs) But yeah, it's good to be back. On my day off today, I'm in the shed. And recording this beautiful podcast. So what's been going on? What's been up? What have we been doing? And funnily enough, I've actually made some notes this time. So it should flow that little bit better. So what have I done today? I've been to the gym already. Um, went to the gym. I did 12 rounds on the heavy bag and did a little upper body circuit. Um, just to um, relieve a bit of pressure, really. And I have to admit, <coughs> excuse me, when I go to the gym, I... Right, I annoy myself because I want to go to the gym, but I'm like, can't bothered. Can't bothered. So I have to get back into the ritual of um, making myself go. And once I start getting into a routine, that's when I start seeing a bit more of the benefits from it. Um, But yeah, so I've done that. Went and picked up um, the anniversary present, which I'll get to in a minute. And uh, then I came in here. Quiet now, but I'm having a whiskey. Shh. All right. I'm having a whiskey. Fucking day drinking. I know. I'm having a whiskey and I'm having a little cigar because I'm, I'm celebrating. That's what I'm doing. I am celebrating. And when Tomo celebrates, he drinks whiskey and has a cigar. Did it at my wedding. Did it at the end of all three tours. <laughs> Uh, did it at my brother's wedding, uh, best mate Nick's wedding, you know, weddings and weddings and weddings. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to light up a cigar, chill out before I pick up uh, the long-haired Colonel Zero Alpha herself. And this episode at the beginning, I, I have to do this because, for one, she deserves it. I don't talk about her enough. And we're coming up to, in fact, it'll be tomorrow... Uh, 17th of September will be our eight-year wedding anniversary. I know, fucking hell. How has she put up with me for, well, not only 11 years together, but eight years of marriage? I don't know. She has been nothing but a solid rock for me for every year, you know. And I can admit that I've not been the best of husbands at times. I haven't been the most courteous boyfriend, fiance, husband. I have my moments where I'm a big soppy bastard. But, you know, she has put up with a lot of crap from me and put up with a lot of crap recently with my diagnosis of being severely anxious and severely depressed, which, you know, I sort of knew I was going to get that, but... You know, she has always been there and I never used her to my advantage. I never sat down and spoke to her. I never, you know, 
let all my pain out that I feel and all my anxieties and depressions and everything. I never used to let it out. I used to bottle it all up. I used to keep it in and then it would make our marriage suffer to the point where we'd be having arguments over stupid little things. But for me, I married my best friend, you know, and I married someone who not only is there for me 24 hours a day and has always been there for me, but someone who always sees the good in whatever I do, no matter how bad I am. She has been through the ringer, you know, and not only through me being me for a chunk of the relationship, but she stuck by me through three tours of duty. You know, and it's not just me that it has an effect on, it's it's my wife. And a lot of people don't realise that. In theory, Kate watched me go off to war when I was 22 years old. Again at 24 and again at 25? Something along those lines. So three times she watched her husband go off to a foreign country where he could potentially not come home. And that is, that's a huge deal. And it's not talked about enough, if I'm honest, you know. It's not talked about enough what the effect is on families. You know, that it's always about the soldier themselves, the airmen themselves, the, the, the sailor. Never about the soldier's family. It's a big deal, man. My mum did it as well. She did it for 22 years with my dad. I only served five and a half. My dad was away a lot. You know, yeah, he was um, basically a non-combatant in the, fact, in, the, in, in the fact that he was a parachute jump instructor, but it doesn't mean he wasn't away, you know. Looking after me and my brother, it's got to be hard work. But yeah, back to um, back to Kate. You know, like I said, I married my best mate, and she is a wonderful human being. In the fact that she'll do whatever she can for whoever. She's very much family orientated. Her family are very close by and they're very close. They're a very tight family. And Kate and her family welcomed me in, you know, straight away. And I felt like I've been part of that family now for over a decade. And I couldn't see myself anywhere else. But fucking hell. She annoys me daily, right? She's annoying. She's OCD. She's... A big, almost 30-year-old child where the fact that she wants tickles and help her relax and things like that. She does scare cams to piss me off. But you know what? It's like the saying, isn't it? You've got to marry someone that's going to annoy you for the rest of your life. Because it might annoy me, but fuck me, does she not make me smile? There's not a day that goes by where I'm not laughing out loud because of something either stupid that she said or something 
that she's done or anything like that. And also, she is a wonderful mum. I couldn't ask for a better mum for my two my two daughters, you know. She is just my world, you know. She's my rock. She's the one that keeps me on the straight and narrow when I'm on a wobble or I'm off and I'm not doing what I'm doing. I'm getting a bit emotional, a bit tetchy. She knows straight away. She does. She's like, are you all right today? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, are you sure? Yeah, I'm fine. Deep down, I know that I've probably got a wobble coming on, but she's seen it already. She knows what's happening. She knows what's going on. And it's just breathtaking, the amount of shit that she's put up with over the past 10 years, eight years married. But, you know, I still remember this day seeing her walking down the aisle in that long dress. She just looked breathtaking. And it was only, like... Three months before, she was giving birth to Jess. And just looking at her, you're like, wow. You're amazing. And it was one of the happiest days of my life. And it was a fucking brilliant wedding as well. I had friends and family come up from all over. Um, the lads did a guard of honour for me. It was just a beautiful, lovely day. At the end of, the, at the end of it, you know. Amazing. Just simply amazing. And, yeah, which means that, that means, right, it's been eight years since my stag do. <laughs> Operation fucking epic. What a fucking four days that was. We just did too much. Like, we were getting in at like six in the morning and still drinking. Anders had a big kahuna burger in his trainer. He bit into it and it was pink. <laughs> Chicken Dipper got fucking stung by a hornet or something and had the map of Africa on his chest. And Matt Farr, what can I say about Matt Farr? Matt Farr spent the deposit for his house. <laughs> Rabbit had to do 10 shots of um, whiskey at the bar for just being a cock block to every single lad there. Uh Chris Smith, big shout out to Big Chris. Well, what can I say? You don't turn up to a stag do, mate, with pyjamas. <laughs> you ain't wearing them, pal. And you don't order a Sprite and try and get away with it. <laughs> oh, And he fell asleep in the club. Oh, mate, fucking brilliant. What a brilliant four days that was. We had an idea to do all these activities. We didn't. We went and had one meal a day. Oh, funny. So funny. Oh, take me back. But, yeah. So, oh, fantastic. Just memories, you know. Walking down memory lane is amazing. Simply amazing. Um, so... 
like I said, me and Kate have been together eight years, right? And now and then, Kate will wake up and she'll be annoyed and angry at me. Of course she will. Because she's had a dream about me, right? And Dream Sean is a dick. Dream Sean is an asshole. Dream Sean can go fuck himself. <laughs> so, not only does Dream Sean cheat and leave the family, um, he also beats Kate in her, in her sleep. This is a dream, by the way. Let me just reiterate that. It's a dream. And all through all that, right? The other day, she had a dream about me that I was gay. Yeah? And actual bummer. No, I ain't got a problem with gays. Of course not. It's 2019. But I ain't no gay. Alright? But according to her dream, she came up to me, caught me with this bloke. And I went, well, of course. It's Wednesday, innit? As if it was okay just to be gay on a Wednesday. If anything, Dream Sean, it's Thursday for Man Love Thursdays. But, cool, blimey. You know what I mean? So, this is just, just madness, really, Dream Sean. You can go and do one, mate. You can go do one, mate. So, I put it out there to the masses, right? I put it out there to the masses of my all... Well, I've now got four fans, I think. Um, what sort of topics to talk about? Uh, what to talk about? Darren came up with some stupid comment about lorries look stupid when they ain't got a trailer. Eh, not helpful. Um, <laughs> well, why, why when I put comments like that out, any questions... I get shit replies. Yeah, fucking turbo wankers. But yeah, they do look stupid. They look stupid, and they race them. Race. I'm a lorry. I'm a lorry driver racer man. That's what I am. Meh. So. <laughs> so anyway, the big one um, uh, came from the Bulldog Network. Um, on Instagram, and they help uh, veteran businesses, <coughs> excuse me, veteran causes, uh, Ali Veteran Podcast, like the Granite Zero Podcast, I think they do stuff with um, H-Hour Podcast as well, um, they've got all the fancy kit, and get guests like Rory Underwood, do you know what I get? I get Chris Dunn, so I think I'm winning, and I, I, and I do it. On my iPhone in a shed, so yeah, Ali. Um, but yeah, they 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 threw out the um thing about politics, right? The state of the politics at the minute, and because I'm part retard, I'm not that up to speed with it all. Um, I don't really know what's going on. What I do know is I voted to leave, sure, and the majority of the country voted to leave. Sure. The ones that didn't vote leave then started crying and putting a block on us leaving, basically. Because they lost and they're sore losers. And you've got the leader of the Liberal Democrats now saying that if they get into power, they're going to 
stop Brexit completely. Uh, you can't because we voted it. And as the people, you got to listen. Yeah. And then you got Labour leader Jeremy Cunt, uh, Corbyn. No, I was right the first time. Jeremy Cunt. Um, oh, he's just a wrong un. He's a terrorist sympathiser and he's a wrong un. He's all up with his flower power bollocks. And I'm telling you now, right, if the former head of MI6 say that Jeremy Corbyn is a menace to society, basically, and is a risk to the country if he got into power, have a little listen, yeah? Have a little think. Because... I don't want that guy that has ties to the IRA plus what's going on over in the Middle East enjoying what they're doing. You know, he is a very dangerous man and we cannot have that guy in power. Boris, who is an absolute lunatic, is maybe the best of the bad bunch. But if he delivers Brexit, then he delivers it. Bish, bash, bosh. It's got to be done. It's got to be done. The people voted for it. Stop being butthurt, you know? Like, for example, there was 51,000 European flags that were, like, flown at the pom... At poms? Proms? At the poms. <laughs> that's us, isn't it? That's what the Aussies call us. Um, at the proms, you know. If we did that with the Union flag, right, we'd be called racist. Um... And the state of this country is becoming ridiculous. The fact that we cannot be passionate and we cannot be um, a patriot towards our own country in case of upsetting people that come to our country. It's bollocks. If I want to raise my St. George's Cross or if I want to raise my Union flag outside the house, I'm going to do it. I don't care if fucking Mohammed Imad Bruce Lee down the road doesn't like it. I'm not being racist. I'm being patriotic to the country that I was born in. Yeah? And it's like fucking the Ram the Ramonas are fucking coming out with oh, we're all going to starve to death if we leave the EU. Hey, shut up! Because we have a sustainable farming community that can fucking deliver around this country. We have to give up a portion of our land to the EU at the minute. Yeah? We can get fruits and vegetables from Africa. That's not in Europe, by the way. Um, and we can get... Uh, give me two seconds. Because I want to be completely certain on this before I say it. Um... Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Right, so. Um, so, the doom and gloom, right? Predict the shortage of food if we leave the EU, right? So. We can get Durham wheat, which comes from Canada. Yeah? Help with your breads and things. Uh, fruit and veg from Africa. Uh, there's a successful uh, pasta making company in Norfolk. You know, we got our own beef, chicken, lamb and pork, cheese, and it's some of the best in the world. So, 
It's not doom and gloom. Let's get behind the British farmers. British and Irish farmers. Maybe not Irish, because obviously they're um, part of the EU. But get behind the British farmers. Get the, the pork, get the lamb, get the chicken, get the beef. Come from Hereford, you know. One of the biggest distributors of British beef. The Hereford Bull is a big, bad motherfucker. So it's not all doom and gloom, is it? So let's just leave those people over there. And, you know, we'll continue being patriotic and passionate about our wonderful country. Might I add, the only country with great in front of it. Great Britain. Oh, powerful! Oh! Yeah, boy! Be a part of something great. Britain, motherfuckers. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, state of politics. And you've got Cameron coming out saying that old fucking Boris is only backing Brexit because it's good for his career. Shut up, Cameron. You're boring. You know? Shut up. Ah, shall we get into the next subject? We could get into the next subject, couldn't we? We got a new starter at work. Right? Not only is he a terrible driver, because he is, couldn't find park, couldn't find reverse, couldn't find drive in an automatic. Um... But he makes these horrible noises when he eats. And not only when he eats, he makes horrible noises just sitting still. You know, like the, the, the food eating noises, like... Hey, you're not an animal. Stop doing that. And I've got a big thing about noises when people eat. Like, the amount of times I want to punch my own mother in the face. The amount of times that I want to just slap Kate sometimes, because she does it on purpose, because she's annoying... And the girls, oh, the girls when they eat bananas. I want to drop kick him out of the house. Um, but he was sat there. And I was trying to eat my lunch. And all I could hear was... Oh! Do you know what I had to do? I had to leave. Because I didn't want to be rude and go, Hey, cunto, shut your face before I break your hip. So I got up. Went to the back, went to the back room and just sat on my own for a bit. Um, and this what reminds me the most. This reminds me of the kid Harry from back when we worked at Archway's Leisure. Back in Hereford. And basically, Harry was an animal. And whenever we had chicken tikka tatties from the potato shop, he would lick the box clean or he would eat it and start making those noises. And it's like, hey, Harry... Get out. I'm pretty sure I kicked him out of the office a, a number of times because it's annoying. Just, I know I do it sometimes because I annoy myself. But most of the time I eat correctly. Just stop being an animal. Yeah? So annoying. So annoying. Oh. And he was in the Navy as well. Not that that's a bad thing, 
But, yeah, he was just a strange man. And I heard a rumour that he was a porn star. So I looked him up on the internet and it turned out it was a gay porn star and it wasn't him. So he says, I don't believe it. I think he's a gay porn star. Anyway, uh, I'm just going to do a quick shout out, seeing as I'm talking about work. Um, to my manager, Rory. Oh, Rory Racing Car. Um, the big man is doing London to Brighton on his bike. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to post a, a link up for his um, Just Giving page. It's all for the British Heart Foundation. So give him a little um, follow on Instagram or whatever. And um, yeah, spread a little love positivity and all that he's hopping on his bike and he's gonna cycle for however many miles it is. i think it's 68 or something um but yeah get amongst it anyway back to it back to it so next week woo! this call sign is off to the homeland i'm off home on my own um uh, the wife and kids are staying here and i am off to the land of the cider apples, I'm off to the land of the British beef. I'm back home in Hereford, only for a couple of days. Um, and what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna meet up with my brother, Darren, and we are going to climb Penny Fan, just for the fun of it. Um, so yeah, it's basically, I planned it. I wanted to get out into nature, clear my head a little bit, have a bit of time, not just to myself, because um, I'm obviously with my brother, but a little bit of me time, as it were. Something that is just me. I'm not having to worry about the girls and all that. Kate can do it if she wants another time, but this is my time. And I'm looking forward to it. I really am. And I cannot wait to climb up Penny Fan. Something that I've wanted to do for, for ages. And I finally get to do it. It's going to be good. It's going to be epic. Going out there with uh, Little Brown. So that should be good if he can get it off. If not, I'm just going up on my own. Then we're going to go back to Y Leisure, have a sauna and all that sort of lovely stuff. So, um, on to my next little subjecto. And I saw this when I was scrolling through um, Facebook, I believe, which the podcast is now on Facebook. Um, if you want to look it up. Granite Zero podcast. I'm sure you'll find it. Um, yeah, and I noticed it. It was about they want to change the shape of the Bergens for women. Right? And it's one of those things, isn't it? We're all going through the stage of equality, equality, equality. Women want to be the same as men. That, that's that's fine, right? If you can do it, you can do it. But a number of um, servicemen I know used to get their own Bergens. They used to get their own day sacks, all that sort of thing. So it fitted them how they wanted it to fit. And women can do the same, right? The problem is, and this is what the problem is. So they're moaning about uh, their pelvises and their uh, lower backs and their legs and all that sort of thing. I don't think it's to do with the shape of the Bergen because you can get short backs, you can get long backs, you can get fat ones, thin ones, whatever. 
It's the fact that you are a woman and you are designed differently to a man. This might be very controversial because obviously we've got a hundred different genders these days. We haven't, we've got two, just saying. Um, you are designed different. Your pelvises are designed to be bigger and less stable because of the fact that you give birth. So it needs to be able to move and adjust for a baby to come out. So you're not as rigid, thus not being as able to support heavier loads than men. It's science. And the fact that you're all coming through, we're all equal, it's fine. Women can do the job. If you can do the job at the same um, standards as the men, carrying the same weight, doing the same ranges, doing the same distance, the same time, all of that. If you can do it, good on you. But why the fuck should we have to lower the standards, change the kit, all that, just because you can't physically carry the weight? That's the problem. It's not... You can't carry the weight. If you can carry the weight, you'll do the job. Will you do it as effectively as a man that's carrying the same weight? Who knows? Maybe. I'm not saying you can't. I'm not saying that a woman is any less stronger than a man. Because I'm sure there are women out there, usually look like a man anyway, that could lift and carry more loads than I can. In her face, obviously. <laughs> No, but in serious, like, uh, as much as I don't like it, like the CrossFit women. Funny enough, they can all lift better than I can. However, can they lift the same amount as the top male? No. And their form goes out the window and it all looks shit. It's basic genetics, basic science. Even I know that and I'm part retard, you know? Yeah, so that's that, you know. It's, I don't want to ramble on too much about it because I don't want to sound like a chauvinist and things like that. But it, it is simple science, you know. I'm all for women in the military. I'm all for women in the infantry. I'm all for women doing exactly what men can do. Of course. If they can get to the same standards... As their men, just it's that is the the main main talking point, and yeah, you know, <clears throat> it is what it is. Right, so let's get into a bit of sport, a little bit of sport, because I haven't done sport in fucking forever, have I? Let's face it, Man United back on track, back winning, and finally scored a penalty. Marcus Rashford, boom. That's all I'm going to talk about that because I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Arsenal, ha! You need to sort your defence out, because you shit. Attack, yeah, right. Your defence, eh, it's a shit. Uh, Chelsea are on winning ways. Pfft, boring, Chelsea, I'm bored of you. It's bored, I'm just bored of Chelsea. Hate you. City lost to Norwich. Powerful Norwich. I think their team was mainly free agents, weren't they? Free transfers. 
And then, of course, the scum. Uh, you can't knock them. Do you know what I mean? Winning again. They're looking good. And, oh, God, I hope they don't win a league. But they're looking good. That's all I can say about it. They're looking good. Into uh, into the boxing. Um, yeah, quick one. Old Canelo's going up two weight classes to uh, fight Kolarov. That is going to be a brilliant fight. I have a feeling Kolarov might be a bit too big. But you, you can't, you can't underestimate um, uh, Canelo. You know, he's fast, he's strong, he punches hard, he's got knockout power, he's technically superb. You know, and fighting Kolarov, I think it's going to be a good fight. Two weight classes, though, is a big, big job. Excuse me. Um, Tyson Fury won. You know, that was a good fight. You know, he had a massive gash in his head. Um, and it looked like it was going to get stopped. Um, but the doctor said it's fine. It's above the eye. As long as he can see, you know, carry on. Um, his cut man, I don't know. He might should have probably done a better job than he did. Um, but again, Tyson, you know, showed his warrior spirit, his heart, and took it to him. You know, and 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 won the fight on points. Again, fair play to him. You know, um, he's going to have to fight Deontay again. Um, and then the big one, old um, AJ Ruiz coming up soon, uh, December seventh, I think. So. From what I heard, you know, from AJ's trainer, he was concussed going into the fight. That's so dangerous. You know, he could have he could have died. Like drastic, I know, but already being concussed and going into a fight against a heavyweight that punches like that. That's dangerous in itself, but it explains a lot. Cuz he didn't look himself, he looked nervous, he was Chewing on his um, gum shield. He was asking his corner a lot of questions. that Things that he should already know. As as the top heavyweight in the world. There was a lot going on with that fight. And having a concussion. Sort of. Sums it up. You know. If I'm honest. But who knows. Who knows. You know. I don't. Um to the UFC I saw I don't know his name right but in the UFC there's this guy he was doing backflips he was like Showtime Pettis on steroids it was bizarre he was like backflipping onto the bloke on the floor and what I find really funny is he lost <laughs> um, Donald Cerrone uh, got beat by Justin Gaethje and uh, Justin Gaethje he's only got one style of fighting and that's going forward um Cowboy is a, is notoriously slow starter. So it's always going to be a tricky matchup. It always was. Um, but, you know, does Gaethje wait for the winner of Khabib Ferguson? Eh, I probably would. But if he wants a payday, there's only one name he needs to fight. That's Conor McGregor. And... Even though Connor got starched in his last fight, you can't knock his his pulling power for the UFC. You know he is a big name, and people are now tuning in to either watch him lose or win. You know either either way. You know they most people are tuning in to watch him lose to shut him up. That's the main thing. 
you know? It's good times for sport. It's good times. Rugby World Cup starting soon. Can't wait for that. I think England are going to do well. Um, I think uh, Wales could well be the dark horse. You know, world number one team. But people write them off because they're such a small country in, in, in effect. You know, and New Zealand have drawn or lost a couple and people are writing them off as well. It's, you know, it's wide open, this World Cup. Can't wait. Funny, funny start times, though, and it's in Japan, so. Here's what it is, I guess. Here's what it is. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's about that sort of time now where I'm going to do my little shout outs. Of course I am. Of course I am, love. Love, love, love. So I always start off my shout outs with the great and powerful 50 caliber coffee. And the reason why I do that is because they support me, not so much through the sponsorship, but they uh, like the post, they uh, retweet the posts or, or, or whatever on Instagram, share the story, that sort of thing. Um, if they have a post that they're posting out, they, they post me, which is nice. You know, veterans helping veterans. And that's, that's the be all and end all here. We're all veterans. We're all part of the same cause. We're all trying to be uh, better after after service, you know. And of course, 50 Cal Coffee is the first people I reached out to to talk to. And I happen to really enjoy their product. They have great coffee. They're veterans. You know, they hate ISIS. I hate ISIS. I love coffee. So I'm going to drink that, you know. Um, and what I'm drinking as well, and it's helped me massively already. If you want to increase your one rep max, you want to go that little bit faster on the punch bag, you want to run that little bit far further. Do you know what you take? You take combat fuel. Veteran-owned, veteran-made, proceeds go to Help for Heroes. What more is there to fucking talk about? If you want a rock-hard dick and deadlift a thousand pounds, you drink combat fuel, yeah? Get amongst that. Um, and some other friends of mine um, is the Rifle Oil Liquor Company. And what they do, they're, they're, they're still serving, but they've got a, a lovely brand of rum, gin, and vodka coming out. And I can't wait to taste it. It should be out sometime in October. Can't wait for that. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be lovely. Um, the Bulldog Network, I spoke about them. Uh, they help all veteran causes. You know, they help spread the word of all these different veteran causes. So, a big shout out to them. The same for the HR4K team as well. They spread out the word for veteran causes and help different companies within within the veteran community. So, check them out too. You know, close quarter battle, fitness apparel, you know. Check them out. Brilliant workouts, brilliant functional fitness. And amazing gear. It's beautiful. So get amongst that too. And uh, just love it. Be a part of it. 
So what I'm trying to get at is is be a part of something special. Whether it's myself at the Granite Zero podcast or if these different veteran companies. We all need help spreading the words for, for the veteran community. Others are doing it different ways through sports, clothing, coffee, alcohol, you know, all sorts. I'm doing it through the medium of a podcast. And what I'm doing is not only spreading the words of, of the veteran community, but I'm also spreading the word of the uh, mental health community as well. Because this podcast isn't just about uh, veterans. It's not just about mental health. It's a, a very range of subjects. You know, like I talk about myself, my battles, my wife, my kids, my brother, my fan, my fans. I've only got three. My uh, friends, my family, my service time, my time at the gym, all sorts. So that's what I want to do is just spread the word, spread the love. You know, and it's the best way to be. You know, talking really helps and it's time to talk, especially if you are suffering with any sort of mental health, whether it's anxiety, PTSD, depression, and even OCD. It's not, it's not a bad thing to sit and talk about stuff. Yeah. So just do it. Yeah. And that's all we got time for today on this week's episode. Uh, the next episode, I will probably be doing it with my big brother, Little Brown, over in the hometown, the motherland of Hereford. So, fingers crossed we get that one smashed out and you enjoy it. But for right now, as they say in the regiment, per ardua, through adversity. I'm Tomo, and I'm out. Hello Charlie Charlie 1, this is Granite Zero. Out.